The left wing backs coverage of the Carlo Hurling Championships for 2023 is brought to you in association with Talbot Fitness, Brendan Cabinet Furniture, Corcoran Precast Tanks, Milano's Takeaway Bidenstown, Connolly's Topline Hardware, PFT Travel, Ray Whelan Limited, Earth Spas, and the Arboretum Lachlan Bridge. Welcome once again to the left wing backs coverage of the Carlo GA Club Championships. The bread and butter stuff on the left wing back podcast here, which we've catered for for uh, what will be the fourth season, I think, here now at this stage. So, joined once more by my good friends Stephen Bamrick and Joe Nolan to take us through all the hurling action. We'll have regular guests popping in and out as well throughout, as Stevie has to keep the curry going every second week there. So, uh, we will have uh, a few less different now. Pod Ryan. Was to join us this morning, but uh, he's gone off to New York, I think, on a, on a recruitment drive to get a few more hurlers for Kildavin. But they're not going too bad so far, and it's not a bad place to start, lads. Delighted to have you back. Let's pick it up with Kildavin when you go. Yeah, it was great. Thanks, Kev. Go on, go on, Joe, you go. No, no, just saying, welcome back. Yeah, it's great to be back. Cheers, uh, the uh, championship is back on as rapid enough. It's brilliant. It's most exciting. It's like it's, we do say, it's our, it's our Christmas time, I suppose. Um. But yeah, uh, I suppose the championship has kicked off, Kevin, you're right there. It's great to see Kildavin, Tony Gall, uh, back hurling. Um, look, I suppose, as a Ballinkillen man, I thought in Ballinkillen, Hahan, we were sad to lose the lads and the connection we've had over the last good few years. Um, but delighted that there was a team back going there. You know, they have an underage structure in place there, I think up to under 13s at the minute. Maybe they're expanding that a little bit as well. And uh, for Adult Hurling and Hurling in the County, isn't it brilliant to see, you know, if you kind of say, if we look at, say, the Satanta, uh, Satanta, Born Rangers, now Kildavin kicking back in, um, you know, it's just fantastic to see the expansion of hurling in the county. So, yeah, long may it last. Absolutely. Well, I tell you, lads, one thing that's not going to happen this year, we're not going to be accused of any bias here now because we got a few allegations last year. So, absolutely, under no circumstances is there to be any bias this year um, <laughs> on the left wing backs coverage of the championship. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, Stevie, how's things with you, boss? Uh, all right, now the, the the bull hasn't come into the wall yet. Here, he's he's threatened it. I showed you there. There's only electric fence keeping us from being on a Sky News at 12, 11 o'clock. I'll try grab that there now in a moment's time because I did take a screenshot of it, and the listeners will will know fairly promptly and the viewers what we're uh, talking about because I'll put it up on social media as well, of course, but. Yeah, we, we had a guest there who was uh, very excited about the Hurling Championships coming back once more. And uh, yeah, it is great to have it back. Look, as we mentioned, the Junior Championship has been up and going for a couple of weeks now, I think, at this stage. And, and Stevie, what yeah. way has that been panning out? Who's, who's showing well so far? Yeah, around three is on this. We know that the fixtures are changed, but I'm, I'm guessing Palantine have pulled over because there was nine teams in at the start and then Bourne Rangers were obviously not going to play without Lock and Dial, so the fixtures got a bit of a rejig. <clears throat> so um, we played our first game last Monday night against Cara Town. Um, Kildavin played Monster Rangers, and Monster Rangers won that one the week before. Kildavin played Cara Town. Um, so we're, I think now I, I, I could be wrong, maybe I'm dropping someone in here, but I think at the start of the year it was suggested that there be a shield competition this at the end of it. So if it was to work that way, it'd be great. The, the top four went to the semi finals, and the bottom four went to a shield semi final. As I said, I, I didn't see that in writing, but uh, it, I, I heard it somewhere along the lines of it was. It'd be great because often the problem with junior hurling is you get a couple of games and that's it. Now, sometimes my honey said, just a couple of games are doing me you now, keep me going. They keep the whole, the girl going. We don't have too many games. Like, but, um, you know, the junior football, <clears throat> as in Division 4 and 5, they're the best run competitions, as in always where, you know, you're, you're, you were due to play on a Wednesday night for 10 weeks in a row, whatever stage of the year, and you could, you know, that that was great, I thought, so, you know, half the hurling got the same, billing might be the wrong word, but just, like, you know, after Carlo winning, and the, the, the enthusiasm in the country, both the hurlers and footballers going well, um, you know, it's, it's lads want to play, lads are going to matches, that, you know, maybe footballers going to hurling matches, vice versa, that they wouldn't normally go to see the counties playing, and, uh, you know, it's great to see, you know, you don't have to be looking at the phone, at five o'clock, and make sure we have, 15 rather than you have 20, 21 or 22 look, you know, and, and it's on before the senior championship right fair enough you're going to lose a couple of lads anyway that always happens you know through 
you know, I regret a few lads and some might never get to play because the seniors generally played on the Friday or Saturday and the junior on the Sunday. So, no, it's great. Like, and uh, Kildavin back playing, like John Ryan was, when I was in there with the county, John Ryan was going to hurl as was in the county at the time and he played with London as well. And John is doing savage work below in Wexford there with Camogie. I've met him a couple of matches there lately. The last couple of years, in the Older Tabala final, the All Ireland final in Kilkenny. And I thought, you're talking about us, if you think we're hurling mad, John Ryan brings it to another level now. And that's just. We'll have it at that, like that, that and passionate would, would not be the word there. No, it's just unbelievable. It's great to see the old junior uh split into a shield if there was, but the, the lads, lads won't be happy. You can't drink over shields, Davy, if you win it. That's not a problem. <laughs> yeah, Padrain, Padrain would give it a fair go. If, 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 uh, if can love more. I tell you that, I see them drinking over Lahi Oaks, uh, and uh, and singing as well. So, uh, but um, well, it's had, yeah, it's, uh, so some of the junior hurling would be going on. You'd want a shield in front of you going as long as <laughs> long as you hurl. Yeah, it's uh, it, it is something I fully endorse. Uh, if you yeah. check the emails, I've endorsed it for a long time. Um, mm. it's I think it's a, a no-brainer in terms of an extra couple of games and and especially if there's a very you know like some years I remember a couple of years like good few years like the junior championship is one where most of the games are actually played off and when teams enter they played them off you know what I mean mm-hmm. and if you have eight teams in a competition it's nice that you know that the first four move on to one and the second four move into another and I think uh, I'm, I'm all for it I think it's it's just something nice to keep things going you know you can't watch another game or two anyway it's, it's no biggie really you know so mm-hmm. I, I hope it I hope it, it is uh, I hope it's um, it's in place yeah 100% mm-hmm. good stuff I see Podge is actually down in the mall down the road here a few weeks back they must have played some game up in Bally Pickus or somewhere like that. Um, maybe it was top Bally Collar or Camaras to hook on. I don't know, but they use the mall as their, their spot. I see Podge sporting a lovely rainbow colour cocktail. Um, I didn't know if that would be the acquired taste of a Calaventry call man down there, but he's gone very cultured. Maybe that's why he's gone to New York. I don't know. But he'll be here next week to explain all for himself anyway. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing what's going on. And, you know, well done and best luck to everyone in Calaventry. So, a couple of fixtures this weekend in that championship, as we were, as we were saying, lads. Again, this is uh, round three. And um, just flicking through them here now, just to, to pull them up on the screen. Uh, maybe they're actually venturing into next Monday and Tuesday, but there is there is a couple tomorrow there. Yeah, Ballon Killen and their breeze for Jesus. We may, we may talk about that here with the two bookers here. Six o'clock below on Ballon Killen. Joe, you're talking, are you? No, uh, and I think myself and Steve, you're in a lucky position this year that, that we're both officially uh, retired. We actually had... Um, we hurled um, Navon um, there the other night. Now didn't the game didn't uh, play to a finish um, due to an injury, but um, we had twenty two tagged out, which was great for us. Um, I suppose we we got regraded down from intermediate. We two we two kind of tough years intermediate. Um, you know, find it difficult to field, and obviously probably a lot of very over depth. So a few lads coming through, and I suppose maybe playing a bit of junior is more appetising and maybe more at a level that lads can commit to than maybe the intermediate so um, no luckily enough like I said I think um, I think that ship has sailed which is great um, and uh, so yeah it's great it's, it's, uh, it's good for us to be back kind of vibrant and have a good vibrant second team I think it'll, it'll, help, our, it'll help our senior team has to um, maybe not this year but in the, in the coming years anyway definitely mm-hmm. St. Wollins Born Rangers uh, that's down in St. Wollins 6 o'clock Morning, evening there as well. We're recording on Saturday morning, by the way. So Sunday evening will be the the thing there. Um, yeah, Born Rangers will be looking to go with this now at this stage. Won't they? I suppose Larkin being on the county panel there, Larkin Dial is, is going to be a massive boost for them. And they have some great talent coming through. Like they've contested many minor and under fifteen A finals over the past number of years. And you'd imagine, you know, with another couple of years under their belt at that at that grade, hard them up as the fella said, uh, they're yeah. ready to make the jump. And, and I say he wants to make the jump. They could get a double bounce like that's that's yeah. the way the show works, isn't it? I, well, I, I think th- I think this year, this year and last year on the county minor hurling panel, they've had the most uh, representation. You know, they've had um, that four with the under twenties there this year as well. So there's there, like you know, I suppose you know nearly as I've sent someone there lately, like that uh, the idea of hoping for them to come up, and there's nearly now an expectation for for them to come up. You know what I mean? Um, I suppose we were hoping in terms of you know for the bigger picture and Carlo Hurland for them to come up but I think now it's kind of you know it's probably their time and they have a few lovely hurlers coming up you know and other lads kind of taking over the mantle maybe you know that have been there a couple of years as well some of the younger players but um, yeah it'll be 
I, I think it's, it's it's definitely they're in good. They're in a lot better shape this year. They've I think they've brought on five or six lads from last year's minor team there. Um, you know, hurled all the way up. You know what I mean? And I think that's a that's a big thing. Maybe that they were lacking last year in the final. They just cut got cut out with a little bit of sharpness. So, yeah, you look, they have to be in the shake-up anyway, I think, you know, and, and um, you know, I suppose it's, uh, like I said, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting championship. Right, well, before we move on, oh, there's actually another game, I think, Tuesday in that junior, isn't there? I've seen something for the 27th there. <clears throat> uh, you have, yeah, Carlton and Rangers, Carlton home advantage, half seven. Met Ian Keneally out in Salou, he was trying to get me to hurl with Carlton. Um, Don't think it's going to happen, Ian, sorry, but uh, enjoy the crack nonetheless. Um, before we go on to the Senior Hurling Championship, lads, there is big talk over the last, I'd say, month at this stage about this league final in football between Tyn Ireland and Airog. It was fixed for about the third or fourth time, I'd say, at least. Um, for this Sunday, it's not going to go ahead. Um, I think it's a matter for the CCC. I'll give my understanding of it without trying to, to mince anything, to the best of my knowledge, anyway. Basically, I think Tyn Ireland feel aggrieved over the fact that um, number one, it appears that there was there was something set out on Carla GA's Twitter page to say that the finals are going to be the June Bank Hall of the weekend. County players weren't playing. And yeah, I think that was the, the main gripes with it. So whenever the game was kind of not to take place then on the June Bank Hall of the weekend, due to, I think it was Darrell O'Brien's win, um, Tynoyland obviously were a little bit annoyed over this. Now, the understanding is apparently... They have a plan in place. I think Steve was a plan in place where he wanted lads to take holidays together at the same time in certain windows. So that preparation is what it should be. And he's left different gaps at different times. Right, lads, go on, go at this time because I want everyone together where possible if I can. And then if the day is moved all of a slap, he, I think, felt, and maybe Tin Ryland felt that that was upsetting plans. That's the understanding of it, right? Um, I don't know much about it from... The other end, to be to be quite honest with you, but what I do know is that it's got a little bit messy. And the question I'll actually put out to the two is: is would you be kind of in favour of that kind of approach to maybe have a certain window to have say, look, lads, there's two or three weeks. Will you try to the best of your capabilities to go on do on those two or three weeks, or are you completely against that? Joe, I'll start with you. Ah, Jesus. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. That's very good, yeah. <laughs> I'm really kind, lad. My kindness knows no bounds. <laughs> uh, I, I would go dodge out through the window here or try to look away here. Uh, I think you know my feelings on this one, eh? Um, uh, look, uh, I don't know. I, it kind of just feeds into uh, my, I don't know, my puzzlement about where things are going. If that, if that is the case, in terms of you know managing things or eight or nine weeks out from championship whatever it is the football championship now and uh, they've had they've probably been training all year and you still want to kind of control lads lives outside of football in terms of their holidays and and stuff like that I don't know and and I don't know not not in this case maybe but it, it just I know it doesn't make kind of it doesn't make sense to me, lads. We're we're amateurs. We're we're trying to grow the game. We're looking after lads, um, and and I think sometimes with decisions like that, there can be pressure on lads um, because you don't want to be the only one to step outside it, you know. Because there's, you know, the idea of losing my place or you know letting the lads down, etc. Um, and it, it doesn't sit well with me if that if that is the case. You know what I mean? I, you know, I don't know. Um, it doesn't sit well with me. That's all I'll say. I won't go into the details of it, but I, I, I just think it's a. I think all of that, and again, not referring maybe if this is the case or not in, in this particular place, but you know, I mean, yeah, lads have to have a life. Lads have things will happen in lads' lives, uh, uncertainty and so on, and uh, I think you can't manage them down to that sort of a level. I think it's just uh, a completely over the top. If it is so, but that's that's only my opinion. Steve, what's your thoughts on it? <clears throat> Sorry. Um, yeah, it's really it's a tricky enough one, I suppose. As in, there might be neither side wanting to to bow the knee if there's a small bit of bowing to be done. Um, it was probably working out well. As in, it was two teams that weren't um, going to be affected with hurling fixtures of having played. Of course, was if if it was to be played when Joe McAllister when it was supposed to. Be, if that was the case, right, it wasn't going to affect the hurling at all at all. But um, 
you're talking about planning, like John Conlon's brother got married and, and made him be best man below, and he going out to play once for championship game. So that's you know you're talking about planning, investing Stephen Lamar and Torrick O'Brien down there to have a chat down there. But seriously, yeah, it depends with lads' holidays and things they can. Um, I suppose years ago, say the builders' holidays with a lot of lads' builders, are, you know, and the, we used to have we still have two weeks off. It's the first week for August now, for the August bank holiday. Uh, probably holidays are more flexible now with lads to go on and there's different things it's a uh, I can see both sides of the argument as in right you want to control what you can control but you know it's it's a it's a difference you see it up in the fixtures again and then you're saying right that's on Sunday you now it's off again and that's I suppose that's from a neutral point of view might be looking at it to go doesn't be a great game to go into and then it's off again and then it's on again and it's off again and where it ends up you now the CCC whatever that means that'll they make a call on it. Um, I don't know. It's just it's a tricky one. If, if all the like division two, three, four, five finals, they're all in, fixed to be played or have been played. I think they are all going to division four a couple of weeks ago. Division two finals, I think, are on Wednesday night. Division maybe four, five, five, I think. Or, uh, yes, it's a lot of it's a headache for everyone, I suppose, before the. The fixture get going once there's a championship gets going, it's grand. There's the league is gone, it's gone, and they won't be worried about this in next November, October, whoever wins the senior football championship. Unless if Fair Augerton Rail win, it'll say, Right, we will on the double, or we, you know, however. So, regards to Joe's point of control, and as much Stephen Amara and, and Torlock now are fairly like they're them boys are around the block a good bit, and they don't want to be. You know, leaving out anything that can be done to forward their position as win the senior championship, which they ultimately want at the end of the year. But um, they're two men obsessed with detail, anyway. That's yeah, and that's that's a fact, like, and that that's and it's a nice push off in fairness. But uh, sorry, just just I've seen that go over your head, John. It hit the wall and actually hit you in the back of the head. But (laughs) I was thinking about something there, no. But I mean, I I suppose. Look, at my point, I I, I just want to say that I I I I like the idea of known fixtures. By the way, I would be. (laughs) I would be sorry. I like I like the idea of uh, of known fixtures in terms of things being fixed uh, for. Or what's called for players like I, I like that if, if fixtures are fixed that's fine no problem you know that's one of our big gripes with uh with what's called with the ga that we, you know matches are moved and matches are higgly piggly and so on that there's a lack of planning etc so you know it's kind of two separate arguments i suppose you know i i, I would i i don't know when the fixture was fixed if it was fixed for that that's fine no problem but the idea of the second point about lads you know working around Taking holidays around then so that you can have an eight-week block to prepare for championship, etc. You know this—that's a separate point, if you get me. So I just want to be be clear on that. I have no issue with, you know, I, I'm not I'm not a man for moving around fixtures higgly piggly. I think that's that's what's one of the biggest scrapes I would have with the GA. Um, so you know, just to be clear on that, that they're separate issues. But um, I don't know, like Jesus, let's I don't know. Um, I would have his advocate on you then, right? Just yeah. the other way. So. And it's it must have happened here at some stage. You're coaching a very, very long time, right? Whereby championship is on the horizon. Next thing, a week before it, there's a stag on, there's a, a fecking, there's something on, right? And yes, I appreciate all these things kind of have to happen. But I do know from, we'll say, that Aero team of the noughties that they would have taken things at certain blocks or maybe not gone on them at all. Or if they were going away, they'll go away whenever football is done and that's it, I'm out for the year, lads. And none of that went on, and they were successful as a result of it, right? Now, there's other teams that have been successful when lads have probably been going on holidays beforehand as well. Mm. Like, I see, it, I see it from both sides. I'm not, like, saying that you should control everyone's kind of life or whatever, but there has to be some sort of thing in place whereby you have the best preparation possible going into the championship that every week there's not a lad gone. You're going mm. to have it with injuries as it is, but then if you have injuries and you have lads going away on top of it, which could have mm-hmm. went a week earlier. Like maybe you're just asking, could you shift it on a week? Like, and yeah, in some but, cases, but, but, it's not. But you're asking... second, let me finish. Let me finish. Hold no. on, I'll let you back in. Let me finish. I'll let you back in. Right, and then if they're accepting to do that, if you're asking just to move it one week. Mm. Would you mind doing it, lad? And that's all you're asking. It's one week. Mm. Now but you're, you're asking. You're asking lads to, to pick, pick a particular window in terms of work, in terms of. Um, 
maybe pricing, you know, in terms of everything, you know, like, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, the block of work, I mean, what about the jewel clubs? Do you know what I mean? Who are hurling now? You know, I mean, if you look at it, I'm going to be very brutally honest, probably for a bad kick out last year, all of Tin Ryland's particular work and their focus and their, maybe they did this last year. And I'm just saying Tin Ryland because as an example of, they were gone out of the championship to a team that picked up a football a few weeks beforehand. You know what I mean? I, I think you have to let players live. Um, I think the bigger picture there is if, like, for every for every two or three lads or four or five lads who buy into this, there's lads on the edge who are maybe afraid to to say, look, you know what, like, I have a problem with this because you're seen to, oh, you're letting the club down, you don't want it as much as me or I don't want, you know, this sort of stuff. I, I think you have to be, like, you're eight weeks out from championship. I mean, if you said to the lads, look, lads, for the last month, you know, look, we really need to be tight on this, like, you know, whatever, move back. Which are, I think you're, I think you're eight weeks out, or whatever. You've the whole Ireland Championship to come, and you wanted lads to have their holidays in the whatever the first two weeks of June. Like, you know, hmm. I don't okay. know. I, I think it's, a, I think it's, a, I think it's a lot to ask, but that's only me. Yeah, uh, let's go the other way around. Are they all of a sudden a lot more interested in the league than what the world started here? Any takers on that? I'm just going to go back when you're on about fixtures. Lachlan played Airog in the league final. It was the first time we got to the league final. I think it was 1988. And <clears throat> that time, there was a lot of boys heavily involved with soccer. Packy Gag and Tommy Gag and Jerry Gag and Lord Mercian, um, Fitzgeralds, Tommy Barnbrick, Jimmy. Uh, and they were, no, they were playing with Ira Gorge. Major Baggins at the time were both probably. And they were, the boys were in the league final against Airog and couldn't be got off anyway. And just what happened two days before, didn't want to. Someone's fat, someone's mother died, and the match was called off anyway. And it was refixed again. And when it was refixed again, it was the same as a clash with the soccer. And the boys played without five or six of them and drew with Airog. <clears throat> and then the boys were back the next day for the replay and lost people seven or eight points. So I know it was a different time, but um, no, what was the question again? They're all whether they're more involved in the league. Um, well, more of an interest because like, I, I don't know if there was a, a huge draw for it at the start of the year. Um, yeah, well, I was in at the league semi-finals now, and um, Tenerife played Tolo and their organ pal, and it was Tenerife probably had most of their key lads, but Project wasn't playing. Um, I can't remember exactly who else, but their organ pal knew a lot of young lads playing, and it was kind of a don't show your hand job. Should we win the game? We win it, and Shane O'Neill had the penalty save in the last about five minutes to go, and. Um, the, a lot of young lads playing. I literally had to <clears throat> start inquiring. Some of the lads had know the Bradys and whatever, but some lads I had to ask who they were, and they were both holy. So pal the same. Um, yeah, well, go back to the what I said a few minutes ago. Like, would it be psychologically an advantage to one team or the other to beat them in a league final? You're playing them in a knockout game in two or three months' time. So it has to be. You know, if it's that. If it's don't, well, don't we're, we're talking small margins, yeah. I'd say the good has gone over altogether. I'd say, like, oh, yeah, well, it is now at this stage. Um, I wonder where all the fixtures played in the league, by the way. I know the table says they were all played. Just well, a lot of were in the shield. There was a shield, um, for the bomb for and just a lot of two or three right games of Bagestone that now they played the shield semi final. And there was, a, there was a, some mix-up with the referee and they couldn't play extra time again because the lights weren't working and there was a cracker of a game. The second game again, they played three games there in the league and there was only a pint or two between them uh, mm. either side and one draw, one draw match and Bagnestown won the shield final to beat Raph Philly. So they'll get some of that as well. Like, you know, after winning the Bulger Cup as well, you know, you know every bit of, a, bit of a win like that makes a difference. Um, were all the games played? Uh, don't know what to say to you there. I'm guessing they probably were. I don't yeah, know. I don't, I, some years have been the league has been a bit hit and miss. Just be curious to know where, where they all where they all mm. finish up after. Yeah, hard to know. And look, maybe it'll be a discussion even down the road when we get the the more football oriented people to see what they thought of it this year with the uh, additional kind of prelim stuff at the start, whereby you had lads playing above the grade and different things. Did that kind of make a a difference? Um, you know, so maybe we'll 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 leave it at that until that. But it's definitely a topical story and we, we have to talk about it and that's just the understanding I've come with I don't know what the rest of the mitigating factors are but uh, we can only deliver what, we, what we're what we informed about so let's go back yeah. to the Hurling Championship lads um, 
I was listening to um, was it Jim Bulger and Jared Dyle the other day talking to Brenda Hennessy. Obviously, we couldn't get into the launch there ourselves, and apologies for that. But they said, like, and this has been noted before, it's a great year to win a county championship when the county team is after winning something as well. It's just that little bit more special, like, and it's crazy already that we're talking about the club stuff. I can't believe it. It's after it's after flying around the, the club senior championship, and it's very hard to push any sort of form together when you have. I'm not going to go on negative again now, but the, the group thing for me doesn't do a whole lot for me. It doesn't do a whole lot for me. It's a fucking league is what it is, right? And I don't know, have they made any sort of a, an improvement on it this year to to have it a little bit more competitive? Is there any other cards dangling or caveats or is it still 406 going through? 406 going through. 406 going through. Yeah. There's so much shadow boxing. That's what I don't like. And then you get a run of form from round five onwards or... That's all it takes to win a championship sometimes. You know, if you can get a couple of wins during the group, that's all you're looking at. And last target games. And I don't want to be talking about the same stuff in season four that we're talking about in season one, but it seems like we might be, you know, with the exception of one more team going through. Um, but at this early point, nonetheless, having said all that, in spite of it, we have to make some sort of a prediction on, on who we think is going to win it because the whole thing is kicking mm-hmm. off next week, of course. But, but to try and gather that form is difficult. Like, Yeah, but just the format, like, I mean, we could be talking about the same about the we'll say the senior football with eight teams, you know, and three three of them are guaranteed to progress through to Oh yeah, you know. I hate that as well. <laughs> so, um, I think we I think we I think with six teams and you're wanting to give lads games hurling and more hurling um you know, I think it's the best format. I know I right, four out of six, you're you know, there's a lot going through. Um same as six out of eight, you're still progressing, but I don't. I don't. I think in order to to build a run of farm and for some clubs they need those games, right? Some t- clubs are they're seasoned. Say, for instance, if you take say Saint Mullins, like right, they 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 are the real masters of time and a run. You know, um, you know, not too worried about just getting to the semi final, whether it's first or fourth. They don't mind, and they put the hammer down. Then that's fine. But for other clubs, you take Bagnestown. I think last year's momentum at the start of the year was a big thing. I think for us, uh, Ballinkillen, getting that win over over uh, Michael last year, Nevon last year, g- give us a chance to build a run and to to become, you know, or, or has given us those runs over the last couple of years to become kind of uh, contenders. So I think the format, the some clubs need that format, whereas other clubs will come good later in the format by nature, you know. So I, I don't. I think with six teams, I think you have to run. I think that's. I think it's our only option really still. All right. Well, who's going to win it then, lads? Same ones. Probably have to be favourites, I suppose, at the minute, but going from the county. I presume we're going to talk about the John McDonald at some stage, so I won't go into that now yeah. at the moment. But, um, yeah, like it's. They're looking at the scoring end of the county team there. Paddy Ball and James Dial, Mouse, and all these lads. Jack chipping him his couple of points, as usual, from. Midfield half back line, so they're going to be, they're going to be up to match speed as well. So um, probably, but like, don't forget last year, Ballinkillen, poor start, lost by a point, just couldn't get back. Different scenario then. Some wouldn't have been in Crawford Park in the Leinster semi-final. Um, you know, there's very competitive games. You know, there will be. You know, there, there's going to be. Michael have a new manager and everyone have a new manager you know all the, we have a new manager you know, it's all different you don't know until you land out in the field next Wednesday Friday night how like you've been going where way you've been going but actually till you meet the, the speed of the championship and you're up against where we're up against you'll have a mixture of lads that will have played in the John McDonough you'll have more lads that will have been going through the Bulger Cup and Kilkenny League games and practice games and things until that mix is all pointed to the pot you know you're, you're you don't know what my lads are. You know, you're, you're guessing that's the John McDonnell has a carrier form through. You don't know Connor Kyo's gone travelling, I think. So he's he'll be lost for Sam Mullins, you know. So, um, yeah, like, it's going to be no looking at there might be no gap now. It could be five continuous weeks. I'm, I'm with the so back a week, so maybe that's going to affect panel strength as well, you know. So lads are going to get game time if they're if they're sticking around long enough, you know. So it's going to be. Next Wednesday night, Sam Mullins and Ballon Kill is the first one, I think, due to there's a couple of weddings, I think, either side of that. So that's why the bottom agreed to play next Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. I, for me, for me, um, I, I suppose the first year uh, that I would be, I won't say emphatic, I, I, um, 
I think Seven Williams are in it for me, they're in a good place in terms of their team. Um their team where they are. I think a lot of other teams are, are building or are tweaking things. I think Seven Williams are in a very good groove there. You have lads probably in the, the peaks of their career. I know Connor Kyo has gone for, for St. Mullins, but you have, say, you know, we forget that Ger Cody is there, you know, has had, I won't say, a little rest for himself this year. Um, away from the county scene, you know, he'll slip back in there, Paddy Kyo. You have two fairly tasty corner forwards there as well in terms of the scoring as well with, um, with John Connors and, um, and Jason O'Neill. You know, tipping away there nicely in the background. T- again, time and their preparation as well. I just think St. Mullins for me are 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 in a, I suppose, in a position of power. Um, they again, I know, you know, they're they have that settled team. They have that kind of win formula that t- terms of time and their run. Um, um, and to me, they have to start as favourites. I mean, all their key players. Again, we mentioned there with the, which we'll probably talk about at the end. The, the Joe McDonough win. Um, we we've seen, you know, how well, how well they hurled. I suppose they're a little bit of reinvention as well to keep maybe extra legs in lads. I I like like we we saw the impact that Jack Cavanagh had last year, moving back into that half back lane, you know, and his influence probably had as much, if not more, of an influence on games from there as he had with when he was that kind of all action kind of uh, midfielder. Um, to me, they have to do a team to beat. I, I think Mullinster Rangers are are probably kind of maybe rebuilding a little bit. Um, I know that sounds strange f- from them, but you know, over the last couple of years, the lads have been kind of maybe coming and going, and they're they're trying to find that mi- right mix. Um, and I, I I just think that battle hardened edge that St Mullins have, you know, m- might get them across the line there. I think Bagnestown, well, they had a phenomenal year last year. Um, and I think they're looking to build, obviously, uh, to build on that. They have a panel of a lot of young players coming through. And I think that they'll be contenders, but it mightn't be this year again. You know, I think they'll be, they'll be there or thereabouts, but it there might be a year too soon for them. Um, I think the same with ourselves. Um, you know, Alan Killen, we, we, we were probably a little bit tight personnel-wise last year. Um, and I think that probably caught us in the end. Um, you know, and, and I think we again we were probably you know I know if we go a year or two maybe some for some of our players they might be going over the other side of the hump, but I think for some of our younger players they'll need that year or two. Michael, I am they're the, probably the, the the one that we you know that we that we have come to expect less of maybe over the last couple of years, and I think that's um, they're the kind of the great unknown this year. Um, you know, I think last year they were very unsettled in their team selection um, from from game to game, and I think that didn't help them. Um, there's a lot of good young talent coming through, and uh, but I think again they have to be patient out there. Um, I think that they have the talent to come through and, and to challenge again. But I, I, again, I think they're they're it's going to be a little bit too soon for them. And and they breed then. Well, you know, I think they're building as well. Um, they've been up now. How many years are you up, Stevie? Is it this year? Just to save the second one. Yeah, um, and I think it'll take them another year or two to get to the tempo. There's a lot of fine young hurlers coming through another year under senior, like senior under the belt, like Satai, there, James Marr, lads like that, Ross Dermody. You know, they're they're only going to get better. But again, I just think for a lot of teams, they're in a different phase of of their, won't call it their building or where they are. And I just think St Mullins are in that in that groove there at the minute. That's the only that I'm thinking. I suppose at the minute, I I, I can't see. I can't see but a winner from there at the minute, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Is Manny Lads gone away from Ballon Killen, Joe, for the summer? Um, we lost Paddy Kavanagh. That's, I suppose, they're the, that's the great um, big one, isn't it, Kev? The J1. Um, it's not even injury now anymore. Um, and her Paddy Kavanagh. Do that more than football, Joe, because it starts worse. Like, yeah, know? yeah, yeah. That's it. And, and like that's a fact, isn't it? Like, um, we, We've Paddy Kavanagh gone at the minute anyway. Paddy is um, an own wheeling. Um, are I suppose two lads who would have played senior there. They're they're both gone. Um Paddy's in Australia. He might be I think he was back in August or late August or September and, and Owen Whelan has gone to the States as far as I know. Um but other than that I think I suppose from Ballon point of view we're we're waiting on I suppose Kieran Whelan's injury I suppose is a big will be a big season kind of defining thing for us out there. Um but yeah we've only two um that, that I know of anyway at the minute that I suppose um 
I don't know whether Conor Keogh for, for St. Mullins, is he gone for the summer? Did anyone hear? Is he gone, gone, or is he gone and be back at the later stage of the championship? I, I didn't hear anything about that. I'm not too sure now. I'm not too sure, to be honest. But um, we'll do a bit of digging before the next episode. Um, and someone will probably someone will probably practice on it anyway, hopefully. Yeah. But, uh, Steve, how about Nair Breed? What way are they fixed personnel and uh, what way are things going on there? Yeah, sure. Go. Won't know. I said next Friday night, but um, yeah, a lot of young lads coming through. Um, Jaws mentioned most of them there. You know, Tiger Neil, Shane Carroll. Could you realistically yeah. target to try to get two wins there? Like, would that be would that be seen as progress to get to get a win anywhere? Maybe, maybe, maybe Just one win would be a progress, and that's two yeah. definitely. You're not being smart, but like, we take every game as it comes, and the first game is banging some gales, and like you know we. They're in the county final last, last year. year. Styler said that they're not actually Steve at the at the launch that never reached sure to bet them last year. And I thought they should. Yeah, well. I'm sure we didn't. And that's you know that was the game was there for taking. So you're, you're trying to if like Safiq and Mikey and Aaron come back from county level. So we're hoping they're going to blend in well and lead the lead the lead the show. But um, you know you're you're getting these young lads that's in they're going all minor, big step up, like 17 years of age, you know, you're into senior action and week on week, you know, you're going to have to, you need a panel, or panel will be tight enough, like numbers wise, and, you know, you're, you're just having to go with, take, take what comes in the first week, and, and, you know, if you, if you get an early win, and, you know, you, anyone that's trying to get the semi-final needs two, three wins, so, you lose your first game, not to who we are, right, lads might say, Sam Owens and Owens range, are that bit stronger than, the rest of them, but you know, are you saying that there's going to be three or four, three of the positions maybe chalked off already? You don't know. Like, there's a lot of games there where they're going to be, you know, where a point or two is going to be the difference in it. But uh, yeah, look, we'll be looking for progress. If the blood young lads, and that's it, just it's, it's a big, it's a big step up, as I said. But um, the new county teams, and you know, they're being very good, disciplined chaps. That are, you know, the the want to hurl and everything we've went into hurl with the county have come back better players and and. Persons that say too, like they've learned off lads in there as well, lads over, lads playing with them opposition as well. So, look, I'll, I'll, be, I'll see you next Friday night against Bangerson Gales out in Fenna. So, looking forward to it. And look, you would be hoping if you can get one win on the board to start and, and go from there. Mm-hmm. I think Scally is a great fit for um, for Bangerson, to be honest with you. Like, he had a couple of years blowing in Skiok, like, and the, what he done down there was phenomenal work. Like, the, for mm-hmm. a long, long time, they never looked like doing anything. And then all of a sudden, you know, they got a run. They narrowly lost out in the Leinster final thing, didn't they, in the end? Wasn't it the Leinster final they got him to? Um, he done great no, work. Semi. semi, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I do think that's a good fit. And I think he's undertaking the reins of the footballers there in the last couple of weeks as well. And what they seem to have is more of a crossover now. I think there's lads willing to maybe go with both codes this year. And, Jesus, that's ideal to have someone like that. Uh, who knows what he's talking about in both codes to to literally manage that whole thing like, um, mm. and very apt in both like. So, uh, like I wouldn't think they're to. Uh, I get what you're saying about set one is yes, very very settled, very very talented side. It's still such an open championship. Like I would say, I'd I'd nearly say, I Jesus, like Ballykillen are not too far off. Like, is there four teams realistic like that can win this thing? Yeah, for sure. I think there is like, and I think Michael are, are capable of, of beating any of the four that, that mm. will win it or could win it or whatever. Nair Breed, you know, might be just that little fraction slightly behind. I don't think they're without possibility of taking a scalp either. Don't get me wrong now on a day like, but Jesus, I don't know, is it the most open championship we've had for years, to be honest? It's very hard to pull a winner over this year. I think I, I, I just think I, I think uh, if we just thinking you mentioned our Bagginstown games looking at them in particular like um, I suppose you're just hoping maybe that from a forward point of view I'd be kind of looking at that you know they're, they're quite they have a good panel there at the minute or um, very well have some exciting forwards but probably need to pull be pulling the trigger a little bit more for me um, I suppose from push camp to shove they were still a little bit reliant maybe on Styler again last year um, uh, in terms of their finishing. I know we talked about the excitement that the likes of um, you know, McDonald and, you know, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, uh, Jez Young and Andrew Kane and so on brought to it in terms of their pace and, you know, their, how electric they were and so inside. But it, 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 I, think, I think they need to make that transition from that excitement value to that finishing, that constant finishing power 
I think, to, to bring him to the next level. I mean, I suppose last year, you know, like I said, we saw it in flashes, but we need to see it on a more consistent basis, maybe. We've, we've talked about, I suppose, Ballinkill a little bit. we talked about um, with Neil Bree, maybe about Bynastown, a little bit about St Mullins, you know, the need for Michael to come on a little bit. Um, and, and Rangers, you were saying that are in a little bit of maybe a transitional period, but yes, only a poke for ball from things being a little bit different there last year. So, like, would you think in any way whatsoever what Carlo achieved and the Joe Mack has, has ranked, ramped things up a bit? Will that filter through into the into the club stuff, do you think, lads? Yeah, well, even saying intermediate championship, horse law, or like horse fullback, no, I, I, Oh, as the year went on, a, a stronger he got. No, pardon the pun, with the horse getting stronger. But like, um, it'd be interesting to see the buzz that I bring to Carroll Town in, in the intermediate. Um, they're the only first team I think is in the second tier, we'll call it. And um, you know, I'd be interested to see how that works in there. Like, they always have a, a few lads you mightn't be that much familiar with. So um, you know, I, I, I the bounce there now because it's needed the bouncing. In the clubs is needed more in the likes of Nave Breed, Burn Rangers, Kildavan, Carla Town, these lads after the Joe McDonald and anywhere else. That, that's where that's needed. And other parts of the county where there mightn't be hurling going on at all, say Tullera, Philly, Hackettstown, Clonmore, that direction, you know, if there's so that's where the bounce needs to come, you know. And I'm not saying we're saying Bangus on Ballon Killen, Ulster Rangers and Michael Samuels are all all bulletproof for that, but that's where that's where this, this needs to be hopped off of, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. oh, fair point. I, I, yeah, I, th- I think, um, yeah, it'll go, it's, it's going to be a long year for some of the lads. Um, I suppose some of the lads, some of the lads uh, will have a lot of hurling in their legs. Um, you know, while there's a big panel there, and, and obviously you have to be on a buzz coming off uh, a win like that, you know, winning to Joe Mack again. Um but the reality for a lot of lads is there's a lot of hurling done, I suppose, because, you know, big and all as our panel is, we kind of had a settled team, maybe a settled 16, 17, that have had a lot, a lot of hurling done um, over the course of the year. So I suppose I'm hoping that they stay injury-free, of course, it has to give a lift. Um, I, I think where hopefully it'll give it a lift as well is apart from on the pitch, I think, and, and maybe it'll, it'll maybe build that energy around it uh, in terms of like what Stevie said there maybe build the energy around the hurling apart from on the pitch uh, like you know we've seen the massive crowds in there the last day and it might encourage uh, people in all our clubs and even outside the traditional hurling clubs in the county to come and look at the local championship as much as what's what's happening on the pitch I think to me that's that's as much a lift I suppose you know, you, you win what you win with the county and the knock-on effect will... What, what is it? Hopefully for Carlo, for us, it, we need growth. Um, you know, in order for us to sustain, to be competitive at the highest level or the highest level we can be, we need to constantly grow our numbers and, and maybe grow it where where we need to grow it and where our, where the numbers are, are stronger um, population-wise in the county. So to me, that's that'll be the boost or that you're hoping to see um, as a result of the Joe McDonough win. Um, I think what will happen on the pitch, the lads will be focused and everything else. Um, you're just hoping that for every club, that the, the lads who who did all that Trojan work to get, us, to get the, the win first and the Joe Mack stay injury-free because, like I said, it has been a very long and tiring season on those lads and that's maybe when sometimes fatigue and, and, and you know, an injury can, can happen, you know? It was some turnaround, lads, in fairness. Like, in February, things were shocking. You know what I mean? To to go and actually win the Joe McDonough, like, and I felt there was a lot of disrespect before that that Dublin game in particular. It's great that we're getting a chance to talk about here now, a little bit there before we wrap it up, but I couldn't understand how everyone was taking that game for granted. I could see it with awfully in Tipperary, and I personally don't think the Joe McDonough runners-up should come into the Ireland series. I just don't think that's... I don't see the sense in it. I'd probably actually go and have a playoff with well, is it fourth and fourth that uh, Fort misses out in, in Munster and Fort misses out in Leinster? Um, am I right in saying that? I think it's fourth anyway. Maybe it's fifth I'm talking about. But fourth. anyway, I'd have them I'd have them pair off for the other spot sooner than have John McDonough runners up in it. I just don't see... If you're not good enough to win the John McDonough, you're not good enough to come up on the year, you shouldn't be going in a week later or two or three weeks later and playing a prelim quarterfinal, in my opinion. 
Now, some lads will say the winner shouldn't come into it at this stage either. Now, I would disagree with that. I think it's a it's a reward. Let them let them come in. Let them come in and, and showcase that the gap isn't quite as big as you think. And it seemed didn't get there unfortunately today. It seemed with a few minutes to go, the gap didn't seem to be that bad. Uh, our lads obviously hurled very very well, um, and showed have shown that like they're capable of taking a scalp. No different to to what Westmead did this year, but. I'm not quite sure, Joe, if uh, if you want to discuss this on air, but would you have some fears about maybe depth going in next year? Uh, not fears. I just, I suppose, maybe, yeah, I, I, I suppose looking at it next year, um, it's going to be a tricky one next year for us because the, the management have to manage. Like, we're up in the lane, McCarthy, that's fine, just job done. We have to keep an eye on that for next year. But there's also a league there to be to be won next year or to be competitive in it, Division 2A. And I suppose to use it as a building block. I mean, the, re- the reality is this year, we are, while the numbers were in there were good, we, you know, the reality is we didn't, you know, there wasn't a huge amount of subs uh, in terms of that used with the, the kind of team, which is probably even more remarkable in one way when you look at the, yeah. the fitness levels that the lads, you know, that the lads had in order to get it across the line. But I think in order to make the step up, if we're talking about, like, let's be honest, right, we can, the Joe McDonald's one, it was brilliant. We enjoyed it and, we, you know, it was so good. But if we are looking to the future, looking to next year, um, yeah, I, I probably think that we need to, to, you know, that the league is going to take on great importance where we are really blooding lads in with a real view to making our, you know, to making our panel to making it a real 20-man game next year. You know, I, I, I really think in order to be competitive or even to be to hold our own or to see the best out of us that Lee McCarthy is going to be a step up again next year. And in order to keep that high tempo going for 70 minutes, that you're going to need to have your 20 players. You know, we used, say against Dublin, we used whatever 18, I think two of them come in, you know, 68, 72nd minute or something like that. Jack Tracy was in earlier. I think if you're if you're playing that week on week next year in the Lee McCarthy, we're going to need to have twenty, you know, twenty five, whatever, twenty players, uh, ready and willing and trusted or whatever you want to call it, ready to come in at that tempo. And I think uh, I think that's a challenge ahead for Tom and and Christy and Pat uh, Murphy and that next year. And I think no better men that they'll they'll look at it and you know to try to try and make the tweaks so that we. We get that balance uh, even more so next year, you know. Does that involve calling players back in that are no longer part of the panel? Like, I mean, there's a few there that are the good side of thirty. There's a few there that are not too far the other side of thirty that that might still be able to make a a contribution. What what does that involve? Because for me, uh, not to be disrespectful in any way, but it's been a while since we've seen a gem come through, an absolute gem of a player. You know, like uh, we had this conversation not too long ago where a mouse and a James Doyle came through and a Chris Nolan and a John Nolan came through. And the last couple of years, obviously, Jack's come onto the scene, young Jack McCullough, Connor Keogh's come on. I mean... Big Fitzpatrick. Big Fitzpatrick, yeah. We need a few more of them nearly coming every year. Like That's that's where it's at. Um, do you think that is coming every year? I, I, I think they're built, like... I suppose, I, I think they are. I mean, look, there's a few so, lads coming here. Sorry, I'm going to interrupt you because Mouse is probably not a fair thing to put in there. He's a generational player. And Chris yeah. Nolan is a generational player. But, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I know yeah. what you're saying in terms of bringing bringing a couple through every year. I think. Look, I think they will. I think there's a couple. Like, you're just hoping maybe that say I'm just thinking the four under twenty tour with the panel there this year. You know, say Eric Diego. Uh, you had uh, Jake and Evan. You know, Evan Keeley that day. You know that next year, like they're a year older. They're they're moving up. You know, they're they're a year under developed senior that they get maybe. You know that they're they're blooded. They're pushed on. I think more so than bringing a generational player through is we just need to be bringing, you know, that any county team needs to be fresh. It needs to be vibrant. Um, it needs to be, you know, to be whatever you want to call it, all those buzzwords. It, it needs to be dynamic. It needs to be changing. Um, and you need to freshen, you know, freshen things up or keep things moving. And, and I think in fairness to Tom Mullally, he's the manager that picks on farm and, you know, picks, picks people who... You know, he, he likes a certain style of player, person, you know, a hard worker, etc. I think, which is, you know, which is a given. But I, th- I think, I think you have to be flexible. Yeah, you have to look at, you have to look around. You know, again, it's a ruthless game. 
you don't win by being the nice guy, um, you know, at that level or be competitive. So I think this year's club championship lads, you'll be hoping, will be putting their hands up for for different places next year on that panel or on that team, you know. And, and that's the nature of it. Like I mean, lads, some lads won't be there. That one Joe Mac medals this year won't be there for various reasons, you know. Be it, you know, thanks very much, or you know, but or whatever else, or maybe they might have to step away themselves. And that's just the dynamic nature of an intercounty panel, I suppose. But. I do think, yeah. We apart from bringing through those those once in a lifetime players, we need to be just constantly evolving. You know, that's that's what that's what intercounty is about. You know, mm-hmm. oh, get that for sure. I'm just thinking there, like I mean, we have a Harry Goland, as Stevie calls him, um, on the scene now, who holds the hurl the very same way as Eddie Bourne. You know, same kind of style, similar enough kind of style, anyway. But yet we'll we won't have the two of them on a panel together. Like that's where I think we suffer a little bit. Like, you know, imagine Feder's coming in for 10, 15 minutes there at the end of a game next year, like what trouble he'd cause on the edge of the square. Um I still think there's a little bit in English as well. Like, sure, English is 31 heading what 32 years of age. Like, I think there's another little bit in him coming down the home stretch. I mean, if Richie Cody and Jack Havner can do the 35 or six, like the boys have a few years on him still. And I, I think those lads need to come back. Um, it's a pity the way things worked out with Alfie as well. Like, I mean, that was just that kind of just petered out. Like, I mean, he's one of the best players that we've ever had, and I don't know if he got I don't know what way it panned out, but I don't think it was the way it should have panned out. That's my understanding of it anyway, and I don't mind saying it here on the podcast. Like, like him at what's Alfie 30, 34 or 5, you'll be looking at him now this year playing for the club, and you'll be still saying he's one of the best hurlers in the county. I'm not saying come back in next year or whatever you see him back in, but. Like, we just cannot afford to not have everyone. And we've said this year in, year out. But I just wonder now, will the Graf, Liam McCarthy, maybe get lads in? But then what happens is, I suppose, if you're in that position, you know, you go up and, and you stay up in it. Oh, Jesus, I'll stay going for another year. And you can't keep going and going either because, like, the body's breaking down. Alfie has had a lot of injuries. Federer's had a lot of injuries. English has picked up a lot of injuries. So it's that little bit of a catch-22 where we get caught, I think. Well, look at an, just look at Antrim there with, with Neil McManus at her and like and like he had his fair share of injuries as well. He's thirty five, and uh, you know he was a marquee player, generational player. As you say, you know he, he he you know when he was going it was under his terms he was going. He he just probably made a decision a couple of months ago or however that right and going on that's it and. You know where you stood with them, so like a lot of lads, and I suppose you're looking at the football as well. You see Sean Gannon, John Murphy, these lads they went off into the sunset. You know there was no fanfare about them, and by God, what what role models were for county and club, and, and still are. You know, you, you, we're such a small county. We have to have, <clears throat> have to have everyone. They can only hospital be in the county panel <clears throat> where possible. You can't have everyone. On, you can't have fifty or sixty on it, but you're, you know, but. Uh, as Joe said earlier, it's cast away. You know, something will happen. There'll be a reason someone won't be able to go in next year, whether you know, and these things to to find a way of working out. Now, with the games next year are going to be week on week. You'll have a gap there only if same as in the John McDonough, but the, that's how quick you recover from playing Galway this week and maybe if Kenny next week. You know, that's that's the mm-hmm. and it'll be exciting to look forward, but also probably wish. Uh, you know, you'd be. Nervous in one way, but a nice nervous, I'll call it, you know, because we'll be looking at your mark in the Dublin or Antrim game, Wexford game. You know, if you got Wexford and Dr. Cullen, it'll just be great. The crowd was in there last week, it said it was 90% for Carlo. You know, there's a savage turn of parents, children, you know, fairness there. There's been a lot of work done to even the jersey thing, half him, and he does not a child, and Carlo hasn't got a Carlo jersey this stage now because they're, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say they can be kept in the shops. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I guess the child brings the parent to the match, not the other way around. The parent may have to drive, but, uh, you know, that's the thing that has to be solved now and it has to be for future generations that you have someone like, say, Lock and Dale from Bourne Rangers this year, first Bourne Rangers player on a county senior panel. He's a John McDonough medal now, you know, so mm. and these these things have to be hopped off of now. Just whoever has to be trying them, Don Logue said in the late, or the late, late I was going to say, on the Sunday game. I'll hop with that in a minute. <laughs> no, no. Um, you know, he, he he talks a lot of gobbledygook, but he talks a lot of truth as well. There needs to be the GA need to help Carlo where they can at the moment, and and you know uh, these things won't affect the John McDonough or the, the Lee McCarthy next year, but in time to come, 
you know what they're doing with Dublin and the football. You know, they just can't be just let go up and down every year. Is it Leash, Westmead or Carroll will be going up, win the John McDonough or Offaly, go up, down the next year, up, down, seesaw. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Just on, just on the player thing, Kevin, just you mentioned a couple of lads there. I suppose, like I said, it was back to my point maybe earlier on, one thing was about players having a life too, you know, and I suppose, like, we, we don't, like, you look at what our lads at, at our county level actually give because, you know, you're TJ Reid, you're sitting on the bench for Kilkenny, you don't play the league, you know, you might have a little old knock, you're grand, you know, but you'll sit on the bench, even the league finals, you're grand, tug out. You're, you're a Carlo hurler, you take, if you mention Mouse, you take Richie Cody, they're hurling with the county since they're 18, 17 years of age, miss nothing because they can't afford to miss anything because we, we need them and they stand up every single day. So if you're, you know, you take, we mentioned the Alfie, Eddie Byrne, David English, these lads have, have all that that record under their belt in terms of the, the what they've done. And I probably think that they have performed so well in the club for the last year or two because probably conversely fresh. that they're fresh. I mean, David would probably had one of his best years last year. I mean, just picking him as an example. Um, probably with that freshness, you know, and, and you know, I know he got married there recently as well. And, you know, we'd all love to have them, but at the end of the day, I suppose, like a lot of these lads make their choices based on, you know, other issues outside of, you know, their choices in some cases, sometimes maybe not, but uh, their choices maybe to to step away in order to prolong, you know, a, a playing career, maybe with a knock that they're picking up and they say, right, well, I know like one lad who world cornerback for Leash, Brian Stapleton, he won't make me mention his name. And he kind of had to make the decision whether to, you know, to play inter-county or to continue with the club to get a couple more years extra with the club in. And that's the reality in terms of injuries as well for these lads. So, but look, I suppose just my final thing on the Joe McDonough is uh, instead of to the, any of the players that I, I saw, I just thanked them for the great years, lads. It's just it was just phenomenal this year. Uh but without on that pitch, lads, if you could bottle it at the end of the Dublin game, it was just unbelievable. Apart from the Offley game, just at the end of the year. But you know, the lads out there for an hour afterwards or more talking, signing jerseys. What was a difficult week for that for some of those lads as we know and we you know, we, our thoughts are with them down there. And to still give what they give for the jersey week in, week out, year on, year out, it's just phenomenal, you know. And without maybe the profile that and the rewards that other counties maybe players receive, but they keep doing it and continue to do it. They're just they're just incredible men and hats off to them as all I say. Great way to finish it up. Super way to finish it up. Hundred percent job. I've I haven't got much more to add, lads. Um I'll just call out the fixtures. I'm not looking for predictions, just with time. We targeted the hour, we're gone over the hour. So Wednesday night, seven thirty, Netwatch Cullen Park, Senior Championship, St. Mullins Ball and Killing. Two games on Friday night, then one is out in Fenna, Bidenstown and uh, Breed at the same time in Netwatch Cullen Park. It's Michael and Mount Leinster Rangers. Uh intermediate championship then. Coming next weekend, 1st of July, 6 o'clock start, Michael at home to Bidenstown Gales and Rangers are home to St. Mullins. That's where we conclude it on this episode. Just one sec there, Joe. Sorry, or Kevin, sorry. Um, just when you're back, the players this year, like, just unbelievable. And like, we were the lads running at the, the Kildare game in the league where they got out the gate and all these things. The turnaround and the commitment they had for the whole year and to end up where they did, like in Crow Park that day, was just unbelievable. I mean, talk about, I know Ballon Killen, Fenna, Nair Breed was a clatter young as beside us, there must have been a hundred between the two clubs. And the day they had up there, they'd never forget, but like we were like children in a, in a sweet shop again, it was over. It was just flicking free rain. It was absolutely the best day I could ever have. But I wanted two things. The stewards in Dr. Cullen Park, I think they're kind of a, there's not been, High profile games there this year, and like the, work, the amount of work. And I mean, the lads are in there on the gates, at, they're in there for five or six o'clock in a match of half seven for big county games. The work they're doing there um, goes a lot, very lot, very unseen. I think you know, when you're in there yourself early, and we, we're only doing Twitter pages, and all say that that's that's not work to me. But the lads in there are doing the world of work in there, and I think they have to commend it. And you know, the likes of I'm not going to name any, but they're, they're in there week in, week out, they'll be out in Fenna at schools, finals, everything. And the same faces, hail, rain or shine, they're there. And without them, and I just got to, last but not least, there's a there's a, a commemoration in Lachlan Bridge today, I think, Kevin, for Blanche Cahaw. Blanche would have been a stall with Lachlan Bridge, Michael Davis back in the day, and it was just total coincidence wearing a Michael Davis jersey. It's just, that's, that wasn't meant, but 
Um, the first game of Adel Hurling I played with, with Parnells was actually below in Skjokka tournament and that wasn't a good place to be going when you were doing the leaving two days later or three days later. But in fairness to Blanche that day, he minded me quite well and I, I remember him for that anyway. He was, he was a great character, tough man. But there's a commemoration in, in Lachlan Bridge. I think there's a seat going in there beside where Pelos is on the veranda. So it's good to see a good club man like him being remembered. He was a hurling mad and... Uh, you know, Philly, I think, is, is Philly still in the school with you, John? Or? Philly, would you believe it, lads? As soon as I have this uh, wrapped up here, I'm actually going down to meet Philly. He's home from Australia. I'm actually going to meet him for a cup of tea before that. So, yeah, so, well, that, that's the take I said. It's the, first, it's the first day I ever got the, the thing that if you haven't got the full back mind in it, you're dead. And below in Scott that day, first the Blanche, he minded me. You know, we got, we got well bet, but I got to, I got to sit the leave and start three days later. No, that didn't be any good, but anyway. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, actually, I forgot this, but this is what we we're talking about earlier. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That was our that was our special guest there in the middle. So whoever comes up with the best caption, we might start out something for them there in uh, in the next week. Joe, Stevie, thanks a million. Appreciate thanks, it as always. Yeah, Good luck, lads. The left wing backs coverage of the Carlo Hurling Championships for 2023 is brought to you in association with Talbot Fitness, Brendan Cabinet Furniture. Corcoran Precast Tanks, Milano's Takeaway Bidenstown, Connolly's Topline Hardware, PFT Travel, Ray Whelan Limited, Earth Spas and the Arboretum Lachlan Bridge.